This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Good morning and welcome to Sunday Worship here on Salvationist Radio. I'm Sam Davidson and it's a pleasure to join with you here. Let me pray Psalm 100 as we begin our worship together. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. Our guest speaker this morning is Cadet Paul Sass. And before he brings us his message entitled, Having Life in All Its Fullness, Let me read today's Bible reading, John 10, verses 1 to 15. That's John 10, verses 1 to 15. The Good Shepherd and His Sheep. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep will follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognise a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and come to have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. Words from John chapter 10, which stood out for me when I was preparing my Covenant Sunday meeting earlier this year, were those of Jesus found in verse 10. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Amazing words which contain so much hope and promise and are fundamental to the covenant theme of the Salvation Army for this year. However, when these words are put alongside the brokenness of our world and the many troubling situations we hear about daily in the news, we could question what fullness of life could mean for those trapped in the ongoing conflict in Ukraine, or those perhaps picking up the pieces of their lives in the aftermath of the Turkey-Syria earthquake. Perhaps closer to home, the question of fullness of life for all may be something we need to ask in times of economic turbulence and social difficulty such as these. A quick response to such points may be found in Song 935 in the Salvation Army Songbook, those poignant words penned by John Gowans. There are people hurting in the world out there. They need you, they need me, they need Christ. 
There are children crying and no one to care. They need you. They need me. They need Christ. And they'll go on hurting in the world out there. And they'll go on dying, drowning in despair. And they'll go on crying. That's unless we care. They need you. They need me. They need Christ. We would surely all agree that the answer to the brokenness of our world does lie within our loving actions and words, but more so within those of Jesus as he transforms lives and living. However, as I've discovered over the recent and very varied months of my cadetship so far, the challenge of brokenness which can be seen in our society and beyond is vast. I recently spent a week's placement with colleagues at homelessness services in Swindon and Bristol, witnessing at first hand the difficult and traumatic lives which people are living in these days, often turning to alcohol or substance misuse to numb the pain, or to temporarily escape from the horrors of their lives. And yet, within the services provided at Booth House in Swindon or Logos House in Bristol, I found communities of love and care where lives, in whatever state of repair or disrepair, were valued and of great worth. I witnessed at first hand support workers, managers and chaplains who daily, through programme, therapy and worship, come alongside clients, literally being the words and the hands of Jesus in their work. And perhaps for many they seek to help and support, the time for healing and renewal has not yet come. But for many others, the transforming of their broken lives is evident as they move on to supported housing, pass qualifications to become a barista or bike mechanic through social enterprise projects, or even in time, return as support workers themselves, their transformation journey, assisting them in their new ministry. Such transformations, although triumphs in their own right, could be classed perhaps as mere drops in the ocean when compared to the tsunami of despair and hopelessness out there. But it was Mother Teresa in her work A Gift for God in 1975 who once said, We ourselves feel that what we are doing is just a drop in the ocean. But if that drop was not in the ocean, I think the ocean would be less because of that missing drop. Similarly, the author and church leader John Stott, writing about why Christians bother to help at all when confronted with the tide of brokenness, states that human worth is intrinsic because we are all created by God. A recent Salvation Army document I read also echoes the same sentiment, stating the Salvation Army believes that every human being, created and valued by God, should be given respect, dignity and neighbourly love. As a distance learner cadet, I have the privilege of being a core leader whilst also undertaking my studies through the William Booth College in London. I am currently leading the corps at Merthyr Tydfil in the Wales Division, and in recent days, through our programme and ministry, we have been able to see how individual lives are being transformed by Jesus. There have been those experiencing the touch of the Holy Spirit in new ways, causing them to think and reflect on their lives. Others are responding to calls to volunteer in new and exciting ways. And then, through our collective support and outreach, there have been those supported on their journey of grief, encouraged to allow Jesus to bring healing and wholeness to their lives once again. We have recently also begun discussions to enable the different expressions of the Salvation Army in Merthyr Tydfil, CORE, Charity Shop, Employment Plus and the Housing First Project, 
to go forward together in a new approach, continuing to bring the message of Jesus and the fullness of life he can offer to the people of the area, and building on the foundation of our 145 years of service. When we return the words of Jesus to the context of the passage in which he spoke them, we find ourselves looking again at that account of the Good Shepherd. As is often the case with Jesus, he speaks to those listening to him, using understandable and relatable images of the day to emphasise his point. On this occasion, Jesus is responding to the Pharisees, members of a Jewish religious party who have been posing some awkward questions about faith and spiritual blindness after Jesus had healed a man of his physical blindness. Not willing to accept his answers or explanation, Jesus tries to help his hearers understand his position. As John chapter 10 and verses 1 to 6 record, Jesus notes the difference between what a good shepherd of sheep is like in comparison to one who would climb into the sheep pen by some other way and is no more than a thief and robber. Still not understanding, Jesus declares to the Pharisees in verse 7 that he is the gate for the sheep, and as such, in verse 9, that anyone who enters his sheepfold will be saved, able to come in and out freely, finding pasture. Furthermore, anyone who does come into Jesus' sheepfold will experience life and life in all its fullness. This position stands in stark contrast to the sheep thief or robber, or even the hired hand. All these are interested only in themselves. Jesus is the only good shepherd who firstly knows his sheep individually and secondly does all he can, including laying down his own life to keep his sheep safe and alive in him. When we come into a personal relationship with Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, we become one of his sheep, joining the great flock known as the Church. Doctrine number six of the Salvation Army reminds us that Jesus, our great shepherd, does indeed lay down his life for us, suffering and dying to restore the relationship between man and God once again, and that this saving action is undertaken for anyone, the whosoever, as the doctrine states. So it is within the church that broken lives and relationships can hopefully be restored and transformed. Our worship, prayer, Music, fellowship, service are all ways that this transformation can come about. I am reminded at this point of Japanese kitsugi pottery techniques, where broken, useless pots and vessels are painstakingly restored, cracks and fissures lovingly fixed by gold paste. Perhaps the item restored is not returned to its original state, but often the transformation can produce something more, which is then quite stunning, unique and beautiful. And this, I believe, is what lies at the heart of Jesus' words in John chapter 10. I have come to give life, and life in all its fullness. When lives are turned around and transformed by Jesus' saving grace and mercy, they become something wholesome and beautiful in his service. William Booth's Our Fight speech of the 9th of May 1912 reminds us of the importance of fighting for each and every individual broken life out there. Why? Simply because, even in the brokenness of life, there is a Saviour who can do immeasurably more to transform it than we could ever hope for or imagine. Perhaps such a position may be thought to be very simplistic or naive in the face of the great tide of brokenness we see in our society and world today. 
But surely it is our privilege as redeemed and saved sinners whose own lives have been transformed by Jesus to continue to seek the justice and fullness of life which everyone, including the host whosoever, deserves in him. Perhaps we may find such work for the Lord wearisome or tiring. Perhaps we've been involved in the Lord's work for a very long time and feel burned out or hopeless. Words from the old songbook seek to inspire and challenge us going forward, and I commend them to you now. In the fight, say, does your heart grow weary? Do you find your path is rough and thorny, and the sky above is dark and stormy? Never mind, go on. Lay aside all fear and onward pressing, bravely fight and God will give his blessing. Though the war at times may prove distressing, never mind, go on. When the road we tread is rough, let us bear in mind, in our Saviour strength enough we may always find. Though the fighting may be tough, let our motto be, go on, go on, go on to victory. Thank you, Lord, that you guide us each day. Thank you that you never leave our side. Guide the leaders in our country to make wise decisions. And comfort those who are going through difficult times. You are the Good Shepherd. Thank you, Lord, that you keep us safe from the evil one. Thank you that you are the one who heals us. Bring healing to those who are unwell today and help them to know your love. You are the Good Shepherd. Thank you, Lord, that you never stop loving us. Thank you that we can look forward to being with you forever. Strengthen your church that we might show your love to those around us and keep our eyes fixed on you. You are the Good Shepherd. Help us to listen to you and follow you. Amen. Thank you for joining us here on Sunday Worship. Let me just share a final blessing before we finish. Christ the Good Shepherd, who laid down his life for the sheep, draw you and all who hear this voice to be one flock within one fold. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. 
Amen. This is the Sunday Worship Podcast.